January the 10th, 2024, 2 Samuel, chapter 5. God established. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. You indeed are an awesome God. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ, and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just with all things being relational. Father God, we thank you this morning. Thank you, Father God, for your strength, for your love, for your truth, for your being God all by yourself. Father God, as I look to you this morning, I look to you with, with awe, knowing that greater is you that is in me than he that is in the world. And in every thought, every feeling, every emotion that I have, I commit and I submit it unto you, Father God. Sanctify it. Have your way. Let it be pleasing unto you. Prepare us this day, Father God, to receive our daily bread, that we might hear for you, that we may be strengthened to do all that you've created us for. We bless you. We praise you in the mighty and majestic name of your Son, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. And family, I thank you on today. Thank you for this Wednesday. It's 10 days in, into the year of 2024. And we've come a long way together, whether it be a day, a week, a year, two years. We've come a long way every day in the body of Christ. It's a long day, it's a long way. Much has been accomplished. And I thank you for giving me this opportunity to, to share with you this intimate moment with the Lord our God. Indeed, it's an honor and it's a privilege. We are in the second book of Samuel, again, chapter five. And, and first, let me apologize, family. I don't know if you could still hear it in my voice. It's, since the beginning of the year, I've been battling this illness in my body with these symptoms of a cold. And I truly don't know what's going on in my prayer this morning before I came on the air. I asked the Lord, you know, um, should I settle? And that I know that this could be worse. I could be feeling worse. I could be going through worse. But should I settle with just being in this feeling of it could be worse should I be content I know that because of this fallen world that we are in and perhaps consequences of some of the sins that we've committed in the past that there are various things that happen to us now so I wanted to to bring it before the Lord and just plead my case so to speak but God has allowed me to know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world and great is what we should always strive for so in this second book of Samuel, what we have been given access to as God unveils his story through the words of his divine scripture named Second Samuel, for me, my greatest takeaway, leaving First Samuel, the Psalms and the Proverbs coming out of 2023 into 2024 is trust and complete surrender. While I realize that my human nature 
consisting of my flesh, spirit, and soul is a necessary component of my life on this side of eternity, I also realize that I can only depend on it after trusting in Jesus as Lord and Savior and completely surrendering to His will and His way. My question now is, how is this revelation revealed in my daily activities and how can it be used to bless others as God receives the glory and honor? Samuel, Saul, Jonathan, the people of Israel and David are helping me uncover these truths. Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us, and strengthen us as we embrace truth and live it out on this side of eternity. We pray this in the mighty and majestic name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Glory, hallelujah. Let's go into this word on today, family. Be blessed. 2 Samuel chapter 5. God established. Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Behold, we are your bone and flesh. In times past, when Saul was king over us, it was you who led out and brought in Israel. And the Lord said to you, You shall be shepherd of my people Israel, and you shall be prince over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed king, they anointed David king over Israel. David was thirty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned forty years. At Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and at Jerusalem he reigned over all Israel and Judah thirty-three years. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites and the inhabitants of the land who said to David, You will not come in, but the blind and the lame will ward you off, thinking, David cannot come in here. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, that is, the city of David. And David said on that day, Whoever would strike the Jebusites, let him get up the water shaft to attack the lame and the blind, who are hated by David's soul. Therefore it is said, The blind and the lame shall not come into the house. And David lived in the stronghold and called it the city of David. And David built the city all around the millow inward. And David became greater and greater, for the Lord, the God of hosts, was with him. And Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David, and cedar trees, also carpenters and masons who built David a house. And David knew that the Lord had established him king over Israel, and that he exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people. And David took more concubines and wives from Jerusalem after he came from Hebron, and more sons and daughters were born to David. And these are the names of who were born to him in Jerusalem. Shemua, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishama, Elida, 
and Eliphelet. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. But David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. And David came to, to Bel Perazim, and David defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breaking flood. Therefore, the name of that place is called Bel Perazim. And the Philistines left their idols there, and David and his men carried them away. And the Philistines came up again uh, and spread out in the valley of, Fe of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, You shall not go up, go around to their rear, and come against them opposite the balsam trees. And when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, then rouse up yourself, and then the Lord has gone out before you to strike down the army of the Philistines. And David did as the Lord commanded him and struck down the Philistines from Geber to Gezer. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Thank you for your word this morning, Father God. God established. Family, this, this paragraph makes it clear that David did not conquer the northern Israelite tribes, nor govern them against their will. The initiative to make him their king came from them. Their representatives made the journey south to Hebron to invite him to be their king. Having captured Jerusalem, David soon made it its capital. It was much more central than Hebron and since it lay in Benjamite territory, it would help the northern Israelites to feel that David was truly king over all Israel. David had a palace built there and established a royal harem. And I hope you notice the name of Solomon in verse 14 as a result of this harem of many wives. And the biblical writer makes no comment for or against David's harem. In one way, it was a recognized symbol of David's political stature in the ancient Near East, but later chapters will show how much trouble was caused by the rivalry between David's many sons. As for David's accomplishments, the fact that a foreign king, Haram, sent messengers to David demonstrates the growing power and importance of both David himself and Israel, the nation he ruled. History shows that for most of the 10th century before Christ, Israel was the most powerful nation in the whole region. The biblical writer acknowledges David's skills and achievements, but he credits them ultimately to the Lord God. Almighty. These achievements were not intended by God to glorify David, but as the scripture says, to benefit God's people, Israel. 
Therefore, we conclude, family, as the proverb puts it, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. That's Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. In fact, consider in your prayer this same proverb, verses 1 through 5. The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured, he will not go unpunished. Father God, we thank you right now. We just thank you that because of you, we are assured of hope, of love, of grace, of truth that all we commit to you, you will bless, you will establish. So we thank you, Father God, that we take nothing for ourselves in vain glory, but we surrender all to you, that you might be honored, that you might be praised, that you might be glorified. We bless you and we praise you in the mighty and majestic name of your Son, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Be blessed on today, family. Be encouraged. And those of you, my friends, who do not know this, Lord Jesus, you do not understand these words, it's because of sin. Sin has blinded us all at some point in our lives. But God said, if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful, he is just, to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If out of your mouth you call upon the name of Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead to pay the penalty, the price for your sin, you shall be saved. Your eyes shall be opened. Your ears shall hear. You shall taste and see that the Lord our God, He is good and He is worthy to be praised. And this journey was not made to be walked alone, family. It was made to be shared with and in community. Let us come alongside you and do life. We love you. Indeed, we do. Grace and peace be upon you. And we look forward to being with you here again on tomorrow. And in the meantime, family, be a blessing to those around you. Glory, hallelujah.